Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Every Day is Saturday podcast, the number one motivational, inspirational, and I think most empowering podcast on the planet. But look, I may have a bias. Hey, I think it's a, this is a special episode. I'm going to just hit boom. I'm going to hit the reset button. Reset all the way back to 18 years ago because I think it's important. We have a lot of new listeners that join the podcast, and even for those that have been listening for a long time, I think it'll give some good perspective into what it means to really go for your dream. Why I did it, you know, why I, with absolutely, I think if anybody logically were looking in from the outside, they'd be, well, I did have a lot of people say, you are absolutely out of your mind. What are you doing? I got that a lot. What are you doing? Nobody really asked why I was doing it though. And I think that's important. What are you doing? What are you doing? But nobody really wanted to know the big why behind it. So if you're a podcast listener, maybe you just started listening yesterday or maybe you've been listening for 18 years. But wherever you fall, I want to just kind of hit the reset button and share with you why I did it. I think it's important. I think I think everybody, I love asking questions. I'm a seeker. I'm a searcher. You probably are too if you listen to the show. And I'm always asking questions. And a lot of the questions I ask are why, especially of successful individuals that I would love to learn from. Not what, because the what, that information's everywhere. We certainly don't lack information, you know. Our brain processes hundreds and thousands of thoughts every single day. But why, why you do something, I think that trips a lot of people up also when they start down a specific path and they want to be successful, they want to get a result, and they're all consumed with what, 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 what. Tell me the next step. Tell me the next step. But never reminding themselves why they're even doing it in the first place, you know. Back in 2005, I was in a dark spot. And if you were looking at me, again, as an outsider, you'd say, man, this guy's got it all. He wears nice suits. I even had monogrammed shirts on the sleeve, like on the wrist of my dress shirts. I had these babies custom made at a tailor because that's what I thought I needed. Just got my third promotion in four years, so it had my initials on the sleeve. And I thought, wow, this, and you can tell a good shirt, right? I don't know if you ever have one created, but when they start with just a piece of cloth and they make you a shirt, it's totally different than something you buy at Kohl's or Dillard's, man. Let me tell you that much. And I was wearing all these nice clothes. I had the nicest office, a lot of money in my 401k. I mean, I was so depressed. I can't even explain it, you know? And it was really the, the impetus that got me to go. Now, Conventional wisdom, had I sought out somebody in the corporate game because they offered, you know, mentors and coaches in the corporate game. But these are all men and women that I didn't want to emulate. I didn't want to I didn't want their life. I didn't want to stay in a job for 40 years. I wanted to do something different. So I couldn't go to them. 
Um, you know, the internet was good. Dial-up was still mainly the way you still got information. There was some high-speed Wi-Fi mainly in our office, not at my house, but in my office. So that was, I kind of started searching the internet to see what else was out there. Does anybody? I just want to know, does anybody feel the same way I do? And what I found when I started searching online, there wasn't a lot of information, certainly not like there is today. Um, but I did find individuals, men and women, who had that mindset of freedom over security. And I, I think I say that phrase a lot. Um, it, that's what really popped up to me back in the day. Yeah, that's right, freedom. But then the inner voice in my mind says, don't you know who you are, man? I mean, look at where you are. In 15 years in the corporate game, you have been able to rise to a level that very few people will ever see. And I did it not because of my education. I have 20 college credits mainly, gym and health class. Um, it was because I was able to communicate. I could read the room. And when I read the room, I could say the right thing to the right people that could influence my trajectory. Good or bad. <laughs> I talk without filters, so it got me in trouble a lot. But I think the ROI was greater than it was negative, meaning I, I, I could play people very well. And look, the corporate game is all about playing people. They're going to play you. You got to play them. Like your boss has no interest in your success. Your boss wants to know what you can do for their career. Super simple. No need to argue that point. That is, they pay you just enough so you don't quit. You work just hard enough so they don't fire you. And that's the uh, do -si do dance we all do. And if you want to jump on an airplane on a Monday morning and fight the TSA traffic and all the delays and all that stuff to get away from your family just so you can cash a paycheck, that, that ain't the game I was in, man. I was done with it all. So when I quit my job, I had no plan, none. All I wanted to do was see what was on the other side. And I felt like I was just trapped in this prison that I created myself. And it was all me. Look, we are the product of the best decisions we've made in our life. And for 15 years, and I would even back that up because I was a stockbroker two years before that. Um, but that was when I was 20 years old. I passed a Series 7. I still think they got my score wrong. There's no way a guy with just a complete joke of an education could pass a Series 7. But I did in the state of Florida. And so when I was in sales, I knew I always wanted to be in sales. I love sales. I think sales people are so incredibly valuable to our economy, to everyday life. Look, in every every situation, somebody is selling and the other person is getting sold. My wife hates when I use this example, but I got the hottest wife who is the most caring, loving Christian woman you will ever meet in your entire life. And I sold her. I don't know how, but I sold her. After 90 days, we got engaged in Buffalo, New York. And it's the greatest sales job I've ever done. Hopefully, she doesn't ever have any buyer's remorse. You know, 25 years. Thank you, Jesus. 25 years of marriage um, and four beautiful children. And I think that is a big, big part of it as well. The children, you know, coming from all the dysfunction in my childhood and not having anything modeled that even re remotely resembled a normal family. That was really on my vision board. You know, I didn't have an actual vision board where I would, you know, look at photos and things like that. I know people do that, and if that works, that's great. But I had it in my mind that I wanted to be a dad, and that was really what was the driving force. So when I quit my job, I had two kids at the time, and my wife was pregnant with our third child. Uh, and I still did it. And podcasting, the iPhone hadn't even come out yet. So podcasting, nobody knew what that was. I did because part of that search I was doing, I found individuals that were recording these audios. And I talk about podcasting for 18 years. 
But my podcast did not appear on iTunes until, I think, 2007. Prior to that, I was creating audios, uploading them to another platform, calling it a podcast. So I started recording these audios in 2005, and I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked because it was a judgment-free zone. I could hit record, and I could just start talking. And I, I expected absolutely nobody to hear it, but it was so cathartic for me. So even to this day, when I coach clients, I'm like, hey, this this is not about you. like this is not about the message and how many downloads and how many listeners you get and all that. It's about how it makes you feel to release this positive energy to the world. Whatever your story is that you're sharing, whatever these lessons are that you're teaching, this is your virtual stage. So when I first got started, I thought I'm on stage. This is my stage. I don't know if the audience is one person, three people. Maybe it'll grow, probably won't though, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know? And here's what I found out. The longer you stay in the game, the better chance you have of seeing a result. Simple, right? But we all complicate that because we want we have some sort of expectation tied to days or weeks or months or something like that. I didn't. Now, did I check how many people listened on that platform I had at the time? Yeah, sure, I would go in and I was I was just in awe that there was anybody besides me hitting the play button, but there was. And I would see people from Singapore and Australia. and I mean, places I had to literally grab this globe that my mom got me for my for Christmas, rather. I was going to say my birthday, but it was Christmas in the mid-90s. My mom bought me a globe. I think she wanted me to be a mom. My mom always wanted to be educated, wanted me to be educated. Uh, first, she wanted me to be a priest, but... I think she saw the way my career was going in my life. And uh, I don't think priests hang out at the bars till three in the morning chasing women necessarily. So that was probably out in my early 20s. But I looked at this globe and I'm like, wow, look at where these people are listening to my show from. That's incredible. So what did I do? I stepped into it. <laughs> I mean, I could have ran away from it and like, oh, my God, that's too much pressure. Someone's actually listening to this show. But I stepped into it. And I said to myself, you know, these people are listening for a reason. There's got to be a reason they keep hitting the play button and they subscribe. So I'm going to show up for them. Even if it's only one person, I'm going to show up for that one person. And I would envision when I hit record, I would, and I still do that to this day, I envision you listening to this podcast in your car or at the gym. Or maybe you're outside working in the garden and you got your AirPods in. Or maybe you're walking your dog. I have a vision of you listening to this podcast right now. And I've never lost that vision. And I've never lost why I got started. Two things happened today, this morning, that reminded me of why I launched this podcast. And by the way, this is going to be a longer version of the show, so hang with me. Cause I just, I, I just wanted the Lord let put this on my heart today to share it, and I'm going to share it with you, okay? Because there's somebody, and it might be you right now, that needs to hear this message. So, two things happened today that no big deal in everyday life you wouldn't even notice it. Um, number one, I drive by this sleep outfitters. I think it's called sleep. I don't know. What are these mattress places in a plaza on my way to the gym every day? I drive by that and there's always one car, never anybody. This parking lot is huge. There's only one car and it's the guy that works in there. And he's like the, uh, the old Maytag repair. Remember that guy Maytag repair, never had a customer because Maytag was so good. You never need to do repairs. That's this guy in the sleep outfitters store. And he just sits in there by himself all day. And I think that could be me. I would have to have a job like that where I would just be sitting around. This is if I didn't, if I wasn't in the corporate game. Let's say I quit that job and, you know, this podcast didn't work out and I never spoke another word. 
I'd be sitting in a store like that by myself all day. Complete. He thought I was depressed in corporate. Just This guy might love it. Something tells me he probably doesn't like having to get into the store at 8.30 in the morning to open up and sit there by himself all day. So on the way to the gym today and every day that I drive by that store, I thank the Lord Jesus Christ that that is not me. Because I know I would be in a dark, dark place. Forget sleep shop or just any place where I wasn't able to be free. Just looking out the window like I used to do in my corporate job, wondering what would it be like? What would it be like? Very, you know, non-crazy uh, thing happened. Not a big deal. I'm just at the red light turning left to head down the street to go to the gym. But I looked at that sleep shop. And it has such a profound effect on me every time I drive by it. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. It is just, I always just kind of shake my head and go, man, wow, that could be me. But it's not. So I go to the gym and uh, it was a shoulder workout today. So I was doing shoulder, I was doing upper back. I mixed in triceps and biceps. Longer workout. By the way, I'm back in the gym now because it's getting towards the end of October. So I'll be in the gym until the end of February, working hard five, six days a week. So I'm chatting it up with a guy, a great dude. See him in there a lot. And uh, we just start talking. I go, yeah, I'll tell you what, these bones at 55, man, they just uh, they need a little more time to loosen up. He goes, what? Hold on a second. You're 55? I go, yeah. He goes, dude, no way. And he, he goes, you got your license on you? He's laughing. I'm like, no, I don't carry my wallet when I work out. I go, no, yeah, I was born in 1968. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, I would have pegged you for late 30s, early 40s. And I'm like, hey, even if you're lying, dude, I appreciate that. He goes, no, man, no, congrats. I know a lot of guys in their 30s, mid-30s, that look older than you. So kudos to you. I'm like, thanks. Appreciate it. I get that a lot. And this is not here to something to stroke my ego. I'm sharing this with you because I looked like I was in my early 40s when I was in my early 30s. And I shared this on the podcast a couple days ago, that photo that I looked at that shocked the living daylights out of me. I was just fat. I was, I'm just depressed. And it's a photo of when my daughter Madeline was born. It was from 2002, downtown Cincinnati. Um, I'm pushing Madeline in the stroller. My wife Angela is there. And I looked just pathetic. So I knew what this guy was talking about because I looked just, I looked 10 years older than I was. So having the freedom doesn't mean having money. I'll never talk about money. I said this on the show a few days ago as well. You don't care what my bank account is. You're not here for the, hear about that. Everybody else posts their bank account online. I don't. Never will. Not important. Because there's no amount of money that would impress you. Or, you know, the other side of it might be, geez, that's all I mean. I, mean, there's, I could say $1 million, $5 million, $10 million. The money doesn't matter. What matters is the freedom. And what freedom gave me was my life back mentally and physically with my health. My mental health improved right away. Like the moment, the Monday morning, I remember in May of 2005, I woke up and didn't have to go to a job. My my mental health went in such a positive direction, I couldn't believe it. Like I, I remember driving around town at 8 in the morning, 8.30, 9 o'clock, no traffic because I was always on the highway, didn't have to go on. I've, I've been on the highway. I haven't been in downtown Cincinnati maybe, I don't even know, man. I'll, let's say outside of going to a Bengals game or going to a concert with my kids, something like that, big event, I have not driven that road, that highway, I-71, from where I live in the suburbs, north of Cincinnati. I live about 20 miles north of Cincinnati. I bet I haven't made that trip 10 times in 20 years. Isn't that amazing? 
I mean, that's that's when I used to do it twice a day, to and from work every day, 30 minutes commute in the morning because I left at 4.35 a.m. Hour commute at night because the traffic was stupid, okay? Mental health went through the roof. Physical health. I knew what this guy was talking about at the gym. You know, I knew what he was saying. I get that a lot. People are like, there's no way you're 55. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, here's why. I don't act it. I don't act like I've been in the AARP club for five years. I still have the vibrant personality that I did when I was in my 20s. And that changes how you look on the outside as well. That attracts positive people into your life. I don't attract negative, lethargic people into my life. It's just not, it never happens. If they end up anywhere near me, they don't for very long. Why? Because I control my environment. Back in the day, I was forced to have anybody in my environment because I signed up for it. We don't get what we deserve. We get what we tolerate. So I tolerated negative know-it-alls going nowhere. Come on. Yeah, let's head to the bar, have a drink, talk about it. Come on in, come in my office, shut the door. Let's talk about it. I apologize if I said I said anything to offend you or what. And then, of course, the water cooler. Yeah, I can't believe the boss did this, the boss did that. I don't have any of that dialogue any longer because of it even remotely. I can tell in a second. I can tell immediately if I want to engage with this individual or not. And if it's even remotely negative, no, no thanks. Check right out. End the call. Walk away if it's in person, whatever. But I have, and I'm not rude about it. I just walk away. Hey, man, great seeing you. That's it. I have no interest in going down that road. I had to do that for so long. So when I hit the reset button on today's podcast, it was just to remind you of why I started this podcast in the first place. I had no attachment to the outcome. Hell, I didn't even know what the outcome was because I never heard of podcasting before. I had no idea, no idea that I would ever be on a stage with a Tony Robbins or a Les Brown or a Bob Proctor or any number of these events I've spoken at. I, I mean, to be flown to Australia or London to speak, let me tell you, let me just, let me just, I don't even, I need to emphasize this, okay? That is so ridiculous that any of that happened. I still don't believe it happened. I have to pinch myself like that. I have to look at photos from when I was in Australia or London to even remember. I remember it because, or even like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm struggling to talk because this is my journey and I don't even believe it happened. And I don't even remember any of the hard work. And there's a lot of hard work. Look, if you don't want to be an entrepreneur or if you don't want hard work, don't become an entrepreneur because none of that stuff, it's all a lie online. Push button profit here, 30 days to success there. I run a 90-day podcast coaching program. And when people show up on the Zoom call, that's that call to action you hear all the time on the podcast. Go to launchmymovement.com, launchmymovement.com. Let's jump on a Zoom call. I show up to those calls thinking, how quickly can I get this individual off the phone? Because I don't want to waste their time. Because if they show up thinking they're going to earn X amount of money in 90 days from a podcast or they're going to be this instant overnight success, it's my job to end the call quickly because I don't want to set that expectation. What I want to talk to them about is their story. I want to hear about where they grew up. I want to hear about their story, the lesson they would potentially teach if we taught them how to build this own this virtual stage for them. And the reason people come into our mastermind group is to not take three years to get this stage built, that it'll be built for them in 90 days. 
And yes, you will start getting immediate downloads. And yes, you will have your million-dollar message crafted and clear and concise a hell of a lot faster than you would have ever done it on your own and a blueprint to monetize it. That's it. That's the promise, okay? That's why people, and when they get in the group, they love it because the energy, if you love this message here, that's what it is every day, seven days a week inside of our mastermind group. So that's that's the type of individuals that we attract inside of that coaching program. So when I have that call to action, you know, that is all about trying to find that individual that I wish I could have built a group around 20, 25 years ago, you know, in my corporate game. But I just couldn't do it because it wasn't my platform. So the fact that any of this stuff has happened in my life, A, all of it is because God anointed me. And he anointed you. But I understood that I was anointed. I didn't for 15 years. I didn't understand. First of all, I didn't even believe that you could have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? I didn't know that. You know who helped me understand that? My wife. She goes, you know, Sam, you can just speak to God anytime. Like, no, I grew up Catholic. I got to go to the priest, and then the priest talks to God. No. You can speak to God anytime. And you are already saved. You're so hard on yourself, Sam. Like, you beat yourself up. You are saved by the blood of Jesus. He's already done that. He died on the cross for that. You, what are you doing? You're because I, I, I'm still hard on myself for a lot of different things. But he, my wife's like, look, you're already saved. Okay, just accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're saved. Okay, I was like, wow. Okay, and that changed everything as well. So the number one reason that I was ever had any modicum of success with this podcast, with my message, with speaking or coaching or anything like that, is because. I knew that I was anointed, all right, and I was already saved. Pressure's already off. Number two, I just did it. I just did it. I I did it regardless of what the outcome would have been, and I kept doing it, and I didn't quit, and I didn't give up, and I figured, you know what? I'm going down with a blaze of glory. This thing is going to work out while in the middle of a bankruptcy, okay? Couldn't get a credit card for five years, all right? Credit was 500 at best. Prior to that, 720, 740. I mean, it was a joke that it ever worked out. But was it really? I mean, I don't know. I look back now and it's easy to connect the dots. Then I had no idea where these dots even were, but I stayed in the game. I just stayed in the game. I kept going. I never gave up. I never gave into the inner voice. I never let the devil get a hold of my thoughts. When the devil would get a hold of my thoughts, I'd cry out to Jesus and say, Lord, Help me out here. Satan, in the name of Jesus, you're gone. That's it. Now, people pray better than I do. People know the Bible better than I do. I don't know the Bible as well as other people that can quote it. But I know who Jesus is. And that's the number one reason why I am where I am. Some people don't like to hear that. Like, ah, I don't believe it. And that's okay. I'm not, here to, I'm not here to convert you and tell you to repent. That's not my job. My job is to let you know that this, A, the Reset podcast here, this is my story. Okay? It's not the only story. It's not the perfect story. It's just my story. It's important you understand that and that you hear that if you listen to the podcast. And number two, I do believe that you have greatness inside of you. And I'm going to tell you what my wife told me back in the day, that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the battle's already won. I have no pressure on me. I don't feel the pressure at all. I'm going to take my last breath 25 years from now, God willing. I'll be 80 years old. All right? What do I care for the next 25 years? I'm going at it 1,000 miles an hour. Because I know success will happen. 
I know it will. It already has. That's the beauty of getting started is that you rack up some smaller wins underneath your belt. Now you can fall back on those wins and understand, oh, yeah, I've been through that before. But if you never try, you don't have anything to fall back on. You've never been through anything before. For me, I didn't want to go to a job every day. I wanted freedom over security. I don't want to be the guy in the sleep outfitters plaza by myself for 10 hours waiting for a customer to come in. I want to get my voice out there. And you should, too. And you should, too. If you've been on the sidelines and you've been waiting to get in the game, get in the game. Get in the game. Winning is different for everybody. For some, they'll make millions and tens of millions and things like that. Some may make tens and thousands but realize something about themselves that they never even knew. That's why you get in the game. But to stay on the sidelines, that's no life. That is absolutely no life. So I hope this message, the Reset Podcast, helped you out. And if you made it this far in the show, thank you for listening. I love every single podcast listener because you guys have been with me. Some of you, like I said, since I was just (laughs) like waves crashing against the rocks in the sea. I had no idea what I was doing. Other of you just started listening a few days ago. And you think, well, I don't know how this guy, he sounds really polished. Trust me when I tell you, I am a work in progress every day. My feet hit the ground. I thank the Lord for another day. And I am an unpolished just work in progress trying to figure this out just like you all right the one thing i will say is i will never ever ever stop the journey never will i ever give up and i will never give in all right listen to me say it with me together gang what loud as you can roll the windows down in the car and shout this one out all right have the best day ever and that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.